This is the Duval Mission Podcast. As always, I'm joined by head coach John Galloway. We're going to be recapping Johns Hopkins last Saturday. We're going to be previewing Duke this upcoming Saturday. Uh, before I really get diving into that, I'd like to touch on just the atmosphere that was created with that game. Yeah. And uh, from the press box, it was incredible. I'm sure from a coaching standpoint, if you just want to talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, you know, it was such a big part of our, our goal going into this offseason was just to make these first couple of games such a meaningful moment for the area, for the student body, for the lacrosse community. And, you know, we tasked Danielle with really trying to come up with some creative ideas to, to make it just a party-like atmosphere. And, you know, we felt like if we could create something special in game one, you could attract people to be back and uh, the amount of positive feedback I've gotten from the students, the local community, people that support us all the time, um, the Hopkins folks. I mean, it was pretty cool to hear that we've made lacrosse a, a big time deal here on campus and uh, credit to our administration for allowing us to do it and do it in a creative way. Speaking with Danielle briefly the other day, uh, she mentioned that that might be the most students that have ever come to a lacrosse game, at least while she's been here. Yeah. I mean, just the whole buildup of it all. You had people of all ages, people of all associations there. Yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, we had Danielle and I had a chance to meet and have lunch with some of the fanatics folks, and, and then to meet some of those pe those folks who are in fraternity and in Greek life, and, and to see what the end zone looked like, and to see what the bleachers look like, and obviously our sideline access. It just was one of those moments you felt like, you know, maybe we are building something pretty special here. And I was really proud of just everybody involved that made it a reality and that we're outside the box thinkers to make it a place where you want to come and watch a lacrosse game. And uh, hopefully the experience that those those folks had the other night motivates you to want to come back. Or, you know, I, I spoke to a friend of mine who brought his daughters who are, you know, are young, but they're talking about coming back. So that's our job is to, to grow the game. And I thought we certainly uh, took a step in the right direction on Saturday night. Yeah, and above all else, just given the uh, the nature of the game, Jacksonville versus Johns Hopkins, to have that atmosphere. I think that's just huge for the program as a whole. And uh, to kind of dip into the game a little bit, forgive me if my count was wrong, I counted nine players made their Dolphins debuts. Yeah, That's pretty special. A couple of them got their first points in their first game. Uh, Galloway obviously had the hat trick. Watson had a goal and an assist. Uh, just kind of if you could speak on what that means to get those guys their first touches on the field in front of that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, it was great. I mean, for, for obviously for our transfers to be able to put on the green and white for the first time. And you know, I thought all three of our transfers had impactful moments. Brandon Galloway, obviously on the stat sheet, Cole Danager did some really good things on the defensive end. Uh, you know, Whip had had one on one and, and obviously we need to get him going even more. And uh, that's on us as coaches to give him more opportunities. And then the amount of freshmen that played. I mean, the amount of freshmen that played and that atmosphere against that team uh, for the first time in their college lacrosse experience what a cool way to start their their, their journey and uh, really proud of Jack Taylor and Gavin Angel and Aaron Toguri uh, just to name a few that, that stepped in and, and made meaningful plays in a game that uh, is going to make us a better team throughout the rest of the season. Sure and now we kind of dive into the gameplay a little bit. Uh, Johns Hopkins strong team as advertised as you had said in last week's episode uh, just top to bottom, they're really quick, really powerful. In that first quarter, uh, we had their number in just about everything aside from a couple slips. Can you talk about what went into that quarter and how things were kind of hitting on all cylinders? Yeah, I think, you know, the first possession was such a great indicator of, of the type of matchup that it was, you know, to, to be able to defend them for 80 seconds, force a shot clock violation. We felt like man on man, uh, if we could keep ourselves fresh, we could defend. And uh, I thought they did an amazing job. And, and credit to their coaching staff and, and, and their veterans on their team. A lot of guys that are back on that roster, especially on the offensive end, they grinded out possessions. They scored three goals in the last three seconds of the shot clock. Those are goals that are, are, are really backbreakers, you know, in terms of momentum swings. And I just thought they were very 
mature and how they handled the offensive situations. And again, a great lesson for our young guys. You have to learn how to how to finish possessions. But uh, really proud of how we fought in the first half. Really proud of how we fought in the fourth quarter. I thought we slipped in the third, and um, you know, ultimately you have to play 60 minutes of lacrosse. But you know, I walked away pretty encouraged with the toughness of our group and and seeing that we did have a lot of victories. And um, yeah, there are no moral victories, but some individual victories that we can build on going into this weekend. Sure. And uh, Johns Hopkins, obviously, they had that big third quarter. Uh, what would you say kind of flipped the switch for them and just kind of what did they do to adapt to kind of what we were throwing at them? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, again, they, they grinded out the possessions. They knew how we were going to try to slide and support to certain people, and um, they were willing to, to take their time and, and work for high percentage scoring opportunities instead of rushing it. And, um, you know, we, we didn't have the, the possession battle on the, on the shot clock, especially that quarter, which I thought, you know, ultimately we got stops, but we played defense way too much. And we have to do a better job of managing the clock a little bit. But again, you have to give credit to them. I mean, I thought they had a great game plan. I thought they executed it. They're a very good team. You know, I think, um, you know, last year, I look back to last year's team. I thought we played better than last year's game. They also played better. And I think ultimately that was a result. And right, you mentioned this, the defense that we had. A few notes that I had taken was we did actually cause more turnovers than they did defensively. And uh, we also had a better percentage on clear attempts. And with that, the Johns Hopkins goalkeeper, I mean, he had a great game as well. Uh, Tim Marcel, if I pronounce that correct, 15 saves. Is there anything that you're telling the team to do differently this week going into Duke, or is the message kind of the same and just execution needs to be a little better? Yeah, I think as coaches we have to you know, look in the mirror and just make sure that our guys are feeling confident about what we're doing, simplifying some things so we can play a little bit faster. Um, you know, you, sometimes you got to tip your cap. I thought the goal was fantastic. I mean, there's some shots that um, I don't know if I would change much about him. Uh, sometimes that he makes a save, and uh, you know, the opponent has a, a say in the game as well. So really impressed with how he played. Uh, we're going to have to continue to shoot better that's something we take a lot of pride in is our shooting percentage it's one of the stats that we I think are, are pretty analytical about and make sure that we we work on a lot so we'll you know again we'll we'll go back to the drawing board and fix some of the corrections we can make as coaches and just put our guys in positions to be more aggressive be more confident uh, the good news is I felt like we had the Jimmy's and Joe's in the locker room and we just have to as a coaching staff put them in the right spots sure and you had just mentioned uh, just kind of the change of the tides from the third quarter to the fourth quarter slipped up in the third and had a strong fourth was there anything that happened in between the third and fourth quarter from a coaching staff or from a leadership perspective that kind of led to the team being reignited? No, I think we just took a deep breath. I thought defensively we were really organized. I thought Connor McDonald and, and Aaron Toguri at the LSM position, both playing really their first meaningful minutes in, in a college lacrosse game, the way that they handled themselves in the fourth quarter. Uh, I thought you know the close defense of Troy Hedinger, Jack Heat, and Davis Smith were just a little bit more fundamentally sound. Um, you know, there was just there was a lot of lessons being had by both teams throughout the first game. And, um, you know, we as coaches have to do an amazing job of, of, you know, looking in the mirror and understanding that this is a long season, having a growth mindset to our locker room, um, not throwing away things just because one game didn't go our way and, um, and making sure our guys stay fresh and motivated going into another challenging opponent. Sure. So Hopkins is done. It's in the past. You know, it's in the record books. Uh, we're looking forward to Duke now. Duke plays against High Point tonight. I'd be shocked if you said you weren't watching that game. Uh, so what are you kind of looking for? Because obviously we play high point later in the season as well. What are you kind of looking for in this game? 
Yeah, obviously all the focus will be on Duke. We have one film of them from this past weekend where they were obviously dominant. And, um, you know, Duke is Duke. You know, they are elite athletically. Uh, they're powerful on the offensive end. They run about 10 guys at the midfield. Uh, defensively, they're big. They're big and they're strong. Um, you know, so they're, they have some new pieces, but for the most part, they are a lot of what we're familiar with. So we'll watch the film today with a keen eye, but, you know, we kind of have an idea of what we want our game plan to be. And, you know, we'll refine some things after tonight's film. But, you know, it, it's, it's still going to be a lot about us, about the speed at which we play, how we can attack, um, and, and just, you know, getting one week better from the experiences that we had this past weekend. So what a cool opportunity, though. Top 10 opponent, uh, in my opinion, the best college lacrosse player in the country, and Brendan O'Neill, uh, not so far behind him. Andrew McAdory, two number one recruits. I mean, those are, uh, those are matchups that our guys are going to have a lot of, of fun, you know, scouting and watching and, and taking a part in on Saturday. Right, and Duke has the seventh most All-Americans, according to USA Lacrosse Magazine. Uh, you mentioned O'Neill. He had seven points against Bellarmine. And uh, McAdory had five himself. I mean, that's obviously huge contributions coming from them. Would you say that they are just uh, one of the most talented teams in the country, just in terms of raw talent? Yeah, I mean, if you were to look at just the, where these young men come from and the recruiting profile that they've had and, and what Coach Janowski has done with that program, no doubt, I, I would say that this attack unit is probably the best attack unit we may see all year with, with McAdory and Brennan O'Neill and, and Dyson Williams, who, you know, um, wasn't mentioned there, but had the most points the other night, had the most goals. Um, so, you know, we're, you know, we're going to have a challenge there to defend, and we're going to have to come up with some cool ways to, to try to slow those guys down. But uh, I know Coach P is excited about the challenge. I know our unit is excited about the challenge. Uh, I think that they're all disappointed with the outcome of Saturday, which is good. Uh, you know, the standard and the expectation has changed around this building, and uh, I know the guys are eager to, to get back out there against another really high-quality opponent. And uh, with Saturday's result, and looking forward to a national team like Duke. How has the team responded so far already this week? Yeah, again, I think, um, you know, frustration because, you know, there, there were opportunities for us to win on Saturday, and I think that's exciting, uh, knowing that, you know, there's a there's just a small few plays that, that, that dictate how a game goes. And uh, we have to learn how to be playmakers. And, and you don't beat Duke without having three or four playmakers. So I'm excited to see who, who steps up and elevates themselves into that position. And uh, we'll continue to, as a team, get better. But individually, I know there's some guys that are going to take some pride in this weekend. And this might, the answer might change after tonight or not uh, going into Saturday, how our guys match up versus Duke. Where do you think this game will be won or lost? Uh, again, you have to slow down their attack unit. You know, you, you can't allow them. I, I believe they had, you know, there was a stat the other day. They had 29 shots as a, a, an attack unit, just those three guys compared to Bellerman's 29 shots total. Um, so those guys are special, and they only play three and a half quarters. So, um, you know, they're a talented group. We're going to have to be really disciplined, fundamentally sound. Um, we're going to have to take away some of their strengths. We're going to have to force other guys to make plays. And then in, the, in between the lines is where I think we have to be the aggressor. Uh, you can't sit back on your heels against an opponent like this. You have to get downhill. And uh, if we can do that, we'll give ourselves a fighter's chance. But, you know, it'll, it'll certainly take a little bit of everything to go into the Saturday. Sure. That's all we've got this week for uh, the Duval Mission podcast. Thank you, Coach, as always, for joining us. We'll be back next week uh, talking more lacrosse. Look forward to it. Thank you.